Hey guys, welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. My name is Steph Ganowski, and as a men's coach, I'm on a mission to help men prioritize themselves, take ownership over their challenges, set boundaries in their relationships, and much more, all while adding a female touch and perspective. I hope this podcast helps you. We need you men, and as a woman, I'm rooting for you. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Um, today's episode is about when the nice guy gets rejected sexually and what that pattern looks like. Um, the path of going from sexual rejection to resentment. So before I talk about that, I want to um, first apologize for not getting a podcast episode out last Tuesday. It is the first Tuesday in three years that I missed isn't that crazy? I was just feeling like shit because I had a really bad cold. I actually thought it was COVID. It wasn't. Got tested. It was negative. But um, but yeah, so thank goodness for that. I just was feeling like crap, crapola. And uh, I just had to sleep the day away and not do a podcast. So I think um, what I'm learning during this time is just we need to all respect our bodies a little bit more when it comes to what our bodies need at this time of adaptation. You know, the world is changing so much. Our lifestyles are flipped upside down right now. And instead of feeling like lazy or like a pussy for not getting really hard workouts in or sleeping a little later uh, into the morning, just remember that your body's trying to adapt to a new lifestyle and a lot of changes and a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of what the fuck (laughs) moments. So it's okay to think of that as your body just trying to use energy to either keep you healthy or get you better and just respect it. You know, I had a, I had a few guys say that they felt like lazy or like pussies for like not for sleeping too much and not hitting the gym as much as they want to. And not getting all everything on their list done because they don't have the energy for it. Like, it's okay. It makes sense. And I'm not saying use that as an excuse. I'm just saying kind of validate yourself and just make sense of it and say, all right, makes sense. My body wants to sleep. I'm going to give it rest, but I'm also going to stay up later and get my shit done. You know, work past five or six or whatever you normally do. Go a little beyond that if you're sleeping late. Um, that's what I've been doing. And it's it's really just given me peace and Um, I feel like I'm respecting my body in a way by doing that. So if that's what you guys need to do, do it too. I also recommend doing the Wim Hof breathing technique, which I started doing about like six, five or six days ago now. And, um, it's just brought a lot of good vibes and energy back into my body after getting over this, after getting over being sick for like a week straight. So doing that, um, taking hot showers, doing some cold showers in there at the end, Um, can really help your immunity and help you feel more energized during this time when everyone's a little drained, (laughs) feel like the life has been sucked out of you. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, All right. So before I get into the episode as well, I want to also remind you I'm doing a, a webinar, free training on getting from the nice guy to the irresistible man. And what this is, is if you feel like you're you're stuck in nice guy patterns or nice guy ways, I'm going to explain one of these ways in terms of sexual rejection today on this show, um, then you, you want to take this training. <laughs> you want to listen in on it. It will be on December 10th. And this training is going to be, all right, are you the nice guy? Here, I'm going to show you what that means. 
And then how do you get out of this nice guy pattern? I'm going to show you what that looks like and what it mean, what it looks like to be on the opposite side, to be that irresistible man that that does that feels in control when he's in his relationship and his confidence is is maxed through the roof and he knows who he is, he knows what he wants, he knows what to walk away from and when. So if that interests you, save the date December 10th. It's going to be a 5 p.m. Eastern time. And I'll be giving out more information on that closer to that day because it's a little far away right now. Probably going to forget. But if you can, if you want to mark your calendar now, just so that you're you're aware that it's coming up. Um, all right, let's get into the episode. So I want to start by um, sharing with you a quote from the John Gottman Institute. And I've I have shared John Gottman uh, methods with you guys before in previous episodes, but um, but he's if you don't know of him, he's one of the top marriage counselors in the world. John Gottman, the Gottman Institute. If you want to look him up, and he has amazing stuff. I read like two of his books, really great stuff. Um, and what this quote says from his insti- from the Gottman Institute is. Negatively responding to your partner's refusal of sex actually reduces their desire to have sex with you in the future. Rewarding your partner for saying no to sex with a positive response leads to more sex, according to the research done by the Gottman Institute. All right, so so what that's saying is when your partner is, say she's not in the mood for sex and she tells you no, by you responding in a positive way, and rewarding her for having that freedom to say no is what's actually going to get her to desire you more, most likely. You know, it won't always work, obviously, but like, but that in time, just her knowing that you're respecting her, her no is attractive in itself, right? And it also tells you and reminds you, all right, this isn't about me. I'm not going to take it personally. Um, I'm going to respect her decision. You know, she doesn't have to have sex with me. That's not something she has to do. But I'm going to I'm going to respect that. I'm going to show that I respect it and that I still love her. And it's it's really as simple as that. And I say simple because it's not always easy, but it's simple. Um, Because a lot of guys get in this tendency of responding negatively and acting upset, acting hurt, asking her if she's cheating. Like they go to all these dramatic places when really maybe it's not about you dude like maybe she's having a bad day maybe she's feeling insecure about her body maybe she's super stressed because of the world or because of her job or because of the kids you know so by you acting in a way that that just right away takes it personally and gets upset that just adds more stress to her and she doesn't want to have sex with a guy who's bringing stress to the plate to the table you know what I mean so what I'm gonna explain here is like the path of when the nice guy what it looks like when the nice guy gets sexually rejected um, again and again. And then we're going to go to what it looks like when the irresistible man gets rejected again and again and how these guys handle it step by step, typically. Okay, typically. So, all right. So first, let's say, so first, this is the nice guy, right? And he gets sexually rejected. Usually the first thing the nice guy does when he's sexually rejected is he'll give the silent treatment. So he's not necessarily nice, in his response, positive. He's not necessarily negative. It's just like, it's like the silent fine, you know, like whatever. All right, whatever. And just like walks away, keeps quiet. Uh, Maybe she asks him what he wants, you know, to eat for dinner that night. And he just doesn't answer, answers very quietly, doesn't make eye contact. It's kind of like that. 
Um, the next time the nice guy gets rejected, like say it moves up a level where he's still getting rejected, is he acts he starts to act pouty. So this is kind of like, you know, he's trying to get his way. So he's pouting around, maybe even making a pouty face. Um, I've had clients who admitted to doing this, like actually just catching them. Either they catch themselves pouting or they make a face to her that is a pout. Guys, grown woman doesn't want to see you making, her grown man making a pouty face because he didn't get his way with sex or because he wants sex. Do you think that's going to get you sex? It's not. Um, maybe in the moment it feels that way, or you think you're being cute or like, I don't know. It's just, it's not sexy. It's not sexy. And it's not always about being sexy. That's not the answer. It's just like, that's not helping you, you know? Um, and that's not doing what, what we talked about in the quote to start off this episode, right? The Gottman quote where he's, he's saying you want to respond positively to her, to her no, um, or his no. This goes both ways. I'm talking to you guys. So the next step, uh, the next part of the path of the nice guy being sexually rejected, say he's still getting sexually rejected. What does he do? He throws tantrums. So at this point, he's taken it super personally and his confidence is just shot. And his confidence is shot to begin with. That's pretty much why he's going down this pattern and down this path of just getting worse and worse when it comes to handling sexual sexual rejection um, and he's taking it super personally and maybe he's throwing a tantrum. Maybe he's getting angry, um, saying something back like, you know, you never, you never want to have sex. When is the day when you're going to have sex? Huh? Like, when is that day going to come? And once again, that is not something that's going to help. That's not making you any more desirable. Um, it's not communicating with her. It's simply just, you're not getting your way and you're feeling hurt because you don't feel attractive in that moment. You don't feel sexy anymore. Um, You don't feel desired by your wife or your girlfriend, which is understandable, but a tantrum is childish, right? You're just reverting back to childish ways. And this is, like I said, not helping. The next step, the fourth step that a nice guy usually goes down when he's getting sexually rejected is resentment. He's feeling resentful, right? So this is when he's this anger from the tantrum, it really starts with the sadness of being rejected, turns into anger, turns into that tantrum of anger, which then leads to wanting either revenge or then going to manipulation. Um, and it just goes down this, this very unhealthy path of him trying to handle his lack of confidence and his insecurity in his own sexuality or in his relationship. And, it gets so bad to the point where this relationship is now just broken or he gets dumped and then he goes to meet someone else and he repeats this pattern. All right. So he'll get into a new relationship where if he gets rejected, he goes to the silent treatment. Then he gets pouty. Then he throws a tantrum. Then he gets resentful, which turns into that messy, destructive place and then gets dumped and repeat. Or he just stays in a relationship that is not sexually compatible or sexually healthy and or accepting and he's miserable. So if any of this sounds like you, and it's okay if it does, because this happens to a lot of us, right? Like we don't always act the way we want to act or the way our ideal self would act in during sexual rejection. It's not something that feels good 
And often, yeah, it does kind of kick our confidence to the side, or it can very easily. And it makes us feel insecure or unwanted, not accepted. And as humans, one of the most basic things we want out of life in order to feel like is to is to feel wanted is to be accepted is to not be ostracized you know because when our ancestors were ostracized guess what they died because they were on their own so it's a very big fear it's a very big human fear understood validated human fear to want to feel accepted and when we're not we do crazy things you know sometimes so um this is that nice guy path of rejection getting worse and worse so Now let's flip it. You're probably like, all right, Steph, yeah, I did relate to some of these. Um, I definitely saw myself in one of these positions or two or three or four. Maybe I'm there now. (laughs) Maybe you are there, there. (laughs) Maybe you're there now. And you're trying to understand, all right, what am I? I don't even know how to handle it, how I'm supposed to handle it, because it just fucking sucks. You know, I don't want to be in this situation, but I am, and it keeps happening. Um, So moving to the irresistible man when he gets rejected because even men who are irresistible get rejected sexually it happens and that just goes to show it's not personal guys it's not it's not always personal i mean sometimes yeah it is but you can't take it you can't look at it that way the moment you look at it as taking it personally then that makes it all about you has nothing to do about her and it just you get angry you're not you're not being taken care of you're you're mad you're it just becomes way too much about you instead of actually fixing the problem you can't fix a problem if you make it all about yourself because a problem in a partnership is never just about yourself it's about the two of you so there needs to be you adding in that other person and understanding understanding what's going on so now let's move to the irresistible man getting sexually rejected So the first thing he does, the first thing he tries during sexual rejection, typically, remember this is a typical scenario, this is what I've seen in a lot of guys on both these sides. Um, What the irresistible man does is uses uses the Gottman method. So he he rewards her freedom to say no, right? That's the first thing he does. That's his go-to method is she says no and he says, he says, all right, babe, no worries. Um, Like maybe tomorrow. But I'm just so turned on by you, but I'll, uh, I'm going to go watch TV, all right? Love you. Like, doesn't take it personally. She's, she feels good that she was able to say no without him getting upset. That didn't ruin his day. He just picked up and carried on with his day. You know, it didn't, it didn't make him feel like not a man. He didn't make a big stink about it. He didn't throw a little hissy fit or make a face at her. And he just respected her from then on out. And this works with a lot of women and men. Because it's like, oh, okay, I have freedom again. It's sexy when we have the freedom to choose, right? It's like, it's nice. It's like, oh, shit, okay, like, it's it's up to me. When there's no resistance, then we feel better going about doing something, right? It's kind of like, like, bring it back to your childhood. When, you're, when your mom is like, don't have the cookie. Don't you dare eat that cookie. Don't you eat that cookie. The more she said it, the more you wanted the cookie, Right? When your mom's like, okay, like you can have, you can have this, the cookie whenever you want. Eh, that's probably a bad example because <laughs> then you'll eat the whole box of cookies and, and get fat. And Okay. So you know what I mean? Like, it's like when you have, when you have the choice, it's kind of like in a relationship when you're afraid your partner is cheating. If your partner's all over hovering over you, the more you want to get away with them and be away from them and alone 
and you're more likely to cheat, right? Because they drive you fucking crazy. If your partner is just like says that they trust you and they give you your space and you have your girls nights and you know they're not sitting there waiting for you to come home or like thinking about what you could possibly be doing or or getting all like asking you a ton of questions when you walk in the door, that's more sexually appealing. Your partner's less likely to cheat on you if you have that, if you give them that freedom, all right? So the freedom is what makes her more likely to have sex with you the next day after turning you down and you rewarding her by either giving her a kiss on the cheek and then saying you're going to like go about your day or go do something. And, you know, you you just act like you don't, it didn't hurt you. It didn't bother you um, because it shouldn't, you know, because it's not personal. It's not always personal. You can't take it personally. You can't let it damage your confidence. You just have to move on with your life at that moment. And that's what makes you a desirable man. So that's the first time. But hey, even irresistible, desirable men continue to get rejected because sometimes it's about, you know, she's going with going through something or sometimes the relationship is just breaking. So the sexual attraction isn't there anymore. So what does he do? Next step. Say he keeps, he get he continues getting sexually rejected. So the irresistible man, if he continues getting sexually rejected after using the Gottman method, maybe this is when he has a conversation with her, making sure things are okay. So this is coming from the point where it's like, it's not about him, right? He's like, all right, I really need to talk to her. He's thinking, I really need to talk to her because this, maybe something's going on with her. So I should probably talk and see if, see if everything's okay. So this is kind of when he's checking in and, and asking, hey, I, you know, we, I'm just thinking, babe, like we used to have sex four times a week and now it's maybe once, if that. And I'm just a little concerned, like, is everything okay with you? Everything everything going on, you know, that's not coming from a place of why aren't you having sex with me or you're never having sex anymore. You, 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 you can't come from it at that angle. That's an attack. You know, when you come at it, like you never do this, you never do that. And I've heard a lot of guys, um, start conversations this way. Like they think they're starting an effective conversation and they're actually starting with you never, that is not a place you want to go. All right, you you want to use the words we, you want to use the words us. You want to come from the place of um of hey babe, I I noticed from my perspective this is what I'm seeing. Um I'm seeing that you don't want to have sex as much, is that true? You know, it's like seeing you're taking it from a different angle. It's not that's not aiming at as an attack or putting the blame right on her. You're just sharing a perspective and wanting really wanting to listen to her and understand where she's coming from or what she's dealing with. Because as I said, a lot of times women are going through a rough patch due to kids, you know, postpartum depression, um, body image issues. There can be a lot going on in her head uh, that she's just not, maybe not sharing with you because she's afraid to share it. She's uncomfortable sharing it. And by you opening the door to let her talk to you, um, maybe you can get a better, a much better, usually you can get a much better understanding of what's in the way of your sex life. Because if a woman's seriously stressed out, she she will back away from sex. I know more women personally who back away from sex when they're stressed and more men who aim to get more sex when they're stressed. So that's that's a thing I often see. I'm sure it's not for every man and woman, but um, that's what I've seen. So just know that like not all women, when they're stressed, are going to look to have sex. Like That's what I'm trying to help you understand. Like If you're like that, doesn't mean she's like that using sex as a sexual, as a, a stress outlet. So 
so he has this conversation, right? And maybe she she lets him know that something's really bothering her or she's feeling really insecure about her body. And then he asks if she can get help from someone or what he can do to help if he's available to help her. Um, and just having that conversation, if she says, no, everything's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, um, yeah, I'm sorry, babe. I just been distracted. I'll, I'll definitely make an effort to initiate sex more often. And then say she doesn't, right? Cause we're going down the path of like continuous sexual rejection. So still happening. This is the irresistible man. He's still getting sexually rejected. What is the next step he takes? What he will typically do is give her an ultimatum and set a boundary. So this is pretty much saying something along the lines of, hey, like, uh, I I know that you're, you know, we had a talk, we discussed this. Um, I tried to, at first I just wanted to continue giving you freedom to say no, and I always want to give you freedom to say no. You know, we even had a conversation about this, but if we're not, if we're not a sexual, if we don't have a sex life, that doesn't seem like a romantic partnership to me. Like that's something that I, I very much value in my romantic partnerships. And, um, you know, I need, I need a sex life with my partner. And if I can't, if I can't see that from you, I might have to, we might have to talk about, have a more serious discussion about where this relationship is headed. And if we can continue this relationship, So he's not saying you need to do this or else he's saying, Hey, I'm, I'm not okay with this. You know, this is a value of mine and my relationships. This is what makes a romantic relationship to me. If we're not having sex, what are we? We're just roommates. We're just friends. And that's not something I want in a partnership. I want a sex life. Um, so if I can't see our sex life progressing in the next month or so, then we really need to reassess our relationship. That has nothing to do with saying she can't do something or saying she's terrible or putting all the blame on her. See, see where I'm coming from? It's like a very, it's, it's an ultimatum and it's him setting a boundary, protecting himself and his needs. Say he's still getting sexually rejected, right? So fourth step, just as we did four steps, the four steps are of the path of the nice guy, the four steps, this is the fourth step of the irresistible man getting sexually rejected say he sets the ultimatum and the boundary the fourth step would be to hold to that ultimatum and do what he said he was going to do when the sex is no longer a shared value there's no if there's still no sex and nothing changed in that month or so he needs to have that serious discussion asap after that month like he said he would do stand by his word stick to it have a conversation with her, a more serious conversation about, all right, what are we going to do? Like, do you see us staying together? Do you want to stay together? Um, because I can't if this doesn't happen. So I'm I'm afraid I'm going to have to walk away from this relationship and it's not something I want to do. Can we seek therapy? Can we can we go get help from from someone else? Can we try something? You know, this is when it gets more serious, but he's she sees that, oh, wow, he's set that ultimatum and he's taking it seriously. Like I'm, he's not going to back away from this. So at this point she either has to fess up and be, be very straight to the point and say, yeah, I don't see this working out or I can't see us being sexual again, or I'm not attracted to you anymore. And that's when that discussion has to happen about 
maybe leaving the relationship because sex is no longer a shared value. If that is a value for him and it's not for her, the relationship's not going to work out because what are you going to do? Just live in a, a sexless relationship when that is a very important part of your romantic relationship? You can't, you know? Um, so at this point, he's respecting himself. He's respecting his sexual health, his his worth, his priorities, his values in a partnership. And he's holding true to those. He's not just saying, you know, oh, I'm going to, we need to talk about this. And he's not just talking about it and talking about it for months and months. He's taking action on trying his best to make this work as a partnership and communicating and listening and understanding her. But at the end of the day, if she's not playing her role and she's not agreeing to do what what they promised each other, maybe from the start of their relationship or what they, um, you know, what they shared with each other at the start, like maybe they were having, they had a great sex life and now all of a sudden it's gone. That's not his fault for wanting to walk away. That doesn't make him a bad man. It makes him a man who stands up for his values and his priorities. Now, if it's something different... Um, you know, because there are multiple scenarios, maybe a woman is sick or she really is depressed or she really, that's going to take time. You know, maybe there's something going on with her body where she can't have sex. She doesn't have the energy, um, but she still very much loves this man and, and feels horrible that she can't keep a sex life. But that's, that's something that you find out by communicating. I'm sure he would know that, you know, but that's something that needs to be um that needs to be talked about you need to be doing everything you can to to get that to get your woman help in that case scenario of course um so there's there's different all i'm saying is that i can't get into that because i'm not knowledgeable around that but like there's just different case scenarios that you want to keep in mind of course but at the end of the day it's about prioritizing your values because you will never feel um, full or satisfied in your relationship if your values are being disrespected or they're not shared. Your main, for instance, you like your main values, your main priorities for a relationship or for a partnership. If the top three in the top three, one of those values is a healthy sex life, having sex at least uh, three times a week, two, two to three times, two to four times, whatever that may be. If that's not respected by your partner, if that's not a top value or priority for your partner anymore, then you're not going to feel fulfilled in that relationship. And that's that's something that you really have to communicate with your partner first and then be strong enough to walk away from when that is no longer respected. And, you know, some of you guys will go on for 20 years, 20 years of living in a sexless marriage or just living in a marriage that, you know, even if it's three years, two years, one crazy (laughs) like I've heard some crazy stories of like what what certain guys I mean what what men have just put up with in terms of staying in a relationship out of fear of being alone but you really have to understand there are women out there who prioritize sex just as much as you do and value it or you know value certain things um, that match your values and if your partner doesn't at this point, it's really time to reassess and it's time to take it seriously and, and move it forward. You know, don't keep having conversations that get nowhere where you could say, all right, Steph, we are having conversations about it though. Like, okay, how long have you been having conversations? What, eight months and nothing's changed? What are those conversations doing? Are they really effective? Um, 
Are you actually ending the conversation with a new action for the two of you to take? Or are you just simply saying, all right, I'll do better and give a hug and a kiss? Or like totally distracting, allowing her to distract the conversation by just unzipping your pants and like start blowing you when you're trying to have a serious conversation. Because that happens too, right? Women use sexuality to get out of the way of things sometimes they don't want to do. Um, sure, men do the same thing. I'm just saying like just be aware of how serious how seriously are these conversations being taken? And am I and my partner, are we coming up with tangible actions to change what's going on in our in our relationship? Because as I said, if you just end it with, all right, we'll do better. What does that mean? What is doing better? I don't know what that means. Like your partner probably doesn't know what that means. What does better mean? You need to talk about it. You need to share it. This is what I hope guys do is like, get more specific in their communication because all of us have this way of talking that's so generalized, you know? Like, we say things like that. I'll do, all right, I'll do better. All right, this won't happen again. Okay, I'll have sex with you again. All right, we'll have a normal sex life. Okay, what is that, what is a normal sex life? What does that look like? Because if in your head it's one time a week and in his head it's four, there's going to be some, some, uh, due to that miscommunication, there's going to be anger, sadness, resentment, like all these all this shit that then gets back in the way and then you both end up in the conversation again and then you end it on a general note and then same thing happens, miscommunication. We always think about how different our minds are. Like we as individuals are tied to so many different experiences and personalized thoughts and ideas and we all, we take something and we make it our own in our head. It's almost never the same thing that another person takes in. You know, I bet if you were like behind a wall and like one person was talking to you and then talked to your partner separately um, and you both came together and said, it's kind of like telephone. It's like, all right, what did I, what did I say? What was your interpretation of it? Just one thing, like how can I make my sex life better? Interpreting that, like I said, a man could say, oh, well, like what I see from that is like, we'll now have sex five times a week. And the woman says, oh no, I was thinking like one, two tops. So It's never, you're never hearing the same exact thing she's hearing unless you get very specific and then ask, does that make sense to you? Does that, does that match what you're thinking? And most likely she'll say, no, well, I was actually thinking more of this, but can you make that work? And it's like, okay. So to clarify, we're both going to, you know what I mean? You know where I'm coming from? All right. Good. (laughs) So... Anyway, guys, I thought that was a really interesting post to expand upon, especially bringing in the nice guy to it, because the nice guy is not necessarily the guy who's super nice. It's the guy who um, who often is nice and tries to be nice, but is also insecure and covers that insecurity with niceness until he can't stand it. And then there's um, that either childish demeanor that, that comes from him um, or resentment, uh, frustration. So, so yeah, I want you guys to get from that place of feeling like you can't handle it to feeling very confident in the way you handle it and feeling in control and feeling like, all right, I know exactly what I need to do if this happens. And I know exactly what I need to do if this happens. I know what to say, how to say it, when to say it. Right. That's what I like helping men do, especially in these case scenarios when it's just it's awkward. Like sexual rejection is awkward. It's not fun. It's weird. 
often in the moment you want to just respond based emotionally based on your emotions and you can't you know it's really that time one of those times when you got to pull back and think before you speak or you react it takes practice um and i could show you guys how to practice without having to experience it (laughs) because you don't want to get all your practice just by being sexually rejected you know so there's a lot that goes into it and like i said my free workshop how to go from quitting your nice guy habits or tendencies to being the irresistible man is coming up on December 10th. All right, that's a a Thursday, I believe, at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Save the date. I'll be sharing more information, like I said, when it gets closer to the workshop. But I hope that you check me out on IG at Steph Ganowski. That way you can get more of the information on how to register and sign up and get all this good information. I'm going to be sharing a lot more than this. Um, Again, this is a little more specific about sexual stuff, but we're going to talk about nice guy and irresistible guy and what the differences are. So I hope this episode helped you. That is it. Have an awesome day, guys. Stay healthy. Um, Stay healthy, stay happy, and I will see you in the next episode next week. (laughs) All right, bye, guys. Bye.